heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And everybody, welcome back to episode 77 of YWC Football Talk. And today I am pleased to be joined once again here on the podcast by Sportsnet's own Andy McNamara. How are we feeling today, Andy? Oh, feeling good. NFL free agency kicking around and we still see some of the, the remaining parts sort of floating there. The draft, we got pro days, like NFL, the NFL machine has restarted itself after like what, a one week hiatus? It's back and now it's all full steam ahead to the draft. Pretty much, pretty much you nailed it on the head. And with the draft, I wanted to get into this quickly because if there's anybody in Canada that knows the city of Cleveland, Ohio, I would bet all the money that I have in this world on Andy McNamara knowing a lot about That's Cleveland, Ohio. So how I obviously you're a little heartbroken because we can't go down to the draft because the border's closed. But what did you? Fe- how did you feel knowing that hey, Cleveland gets the chance to shine and pr- show no pun intended that it rocks. Exactly, like that. That's the heartbreaker. One, I've always wanted to go and cover a draft in person because I love the draft, and and this seemed to perfectly line up with it being in Cleveland. And now I guess the, the whole thing mocks me from afar. But it's it's terrific in that. The city will get to be showcased. Um, Penn out it'll be interesting to see how the NFL keeps people spread apart. I, I, I hope it doesn't affect the revenue to the city too much of what it, it could be, because um, I'm sure they'll lose out a little bit there. But the city, and I tell everyone that like, Cleveland, it's like, yeah, and the, well, the, the river was on fire. That was in the 80s. Come on. Yeah, the, the river burned once in a while, right? That's long gone. And Cleveland now, I've got, last year was the first year I could not go down because a global pandemic. The only thing that could stop me from not going down, but I went down the 13 previous years in a row, and that city, you go down, I will tell you this, you will never be bored, whatever you want. You want pubs, you want to go out dancing, you want bowling, you want blues, you want live music, you want sports, uh, every shopping, everything. They have a beautiful Science Center, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the stadium, of course, gorgeous waterfront. There is, there like, every year when we went down, I always discover something new. Either, like, a little, like, nook and cranny spot. I was like, wow, that's like, like, Carl's in on the Barristers on, on West, uh, oh, what was it? West something. Um, close to, on the way down to the stadium. Best Reuben sandwich I've ever had in my life. You, you never had that. And I, it was just, just one of those spots. Or you have the big place like East Fourth, where it's this strip of just cool spots, and it's a, it's a world class city that's underrated. People can laugh, but listen, you go there, you will have a good time. I can promise you that. Yeah, and like that, the one thing too, when I saw the NFL's layout for the draft, I didn't realize that the stadium, the Science Center, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were all close. Like I knew that the arena where the Cavs play and where the uh, Cleveland baseball team play, I knew those were like really close to one another, but. I had no idea personally that the, all three of them were well connected, and I was saying this. I, we, you and I talked about this before we hit record, but the fact that everyone's saying, "Oh, but it's Cleveland," it's like, look, if Cleveland can show itself off now and kind of showed everybody, "Hey, we're a city to come visit when you can visit again," 
it's great. And also, like I said to you too, if there's anyone who can pull off this draft safely, I think it's the NFL. Because we, we saw it with the Super Bowl. They, like, I don't think there was any mass outbreak of uh, cases after the Super Bowl was played. No, no, not at all. And it's, and it's not even the case where the NFL is like, oh, they want to be good people to, to carry it safely. No, it's bad business if you have a, a virus outbreak. It's bad business. And the NFL is about money. That what? Uh, starting in 2023, the $10.3 billion that they're getting every year for TV. Yeah, they need to keep that image nice and squeaky clean. So I think absolutely they'll pull it off. And in the U.S., they are rolling through vaccines and, and people are getting them at a much faster rate than we are here. Um, and so it, there, there's really no reason not to have it safe. And it will be interesting to see how they pull it up. But yeah, like... I just can't wait to get back down there. It's uh, a truly a, a second home for me, and it's it's just such a beautiful city that is completely underrated. I, I can I can't imagine. Um, I just wanted to get to that thoughts quickly because I I like just wanted to ask you about the TV deals because obviously it's a very big big news story. I talked about it a little bit on my last podcast, but I just want to ask like everybody what the whole like what their situation is on it because obviously for you and I it doesn't affect us as greatly as it does in the states. But I like the direction that they're going in when it comes to having games available on streaming platforms, and that's most notably Thursday Night Football now being exclusive to Amazon Prime. Yeah, exactly. And one thing what I found interesting, too, is they made sure to note that all, with anything that said streaming, they're like, but it will still be available on TV. Like, they, they always said, but it will still be, you're still going to be able to watch it, just so people won't start freaking out. Like, I don't want to watch it on my computer. But that's the world that we're, we're in, right? The, the, the streaming world, the platforms, how can you watch it? Watch it any which way. And now there's big time money in that. And the NFL's taking advantage of it. It's all about being cutting edge. It's all about being allowing yourself to adapt and having those platforms. Gosh, just imagine things 10 years ago and how much they've changed. Imagine what the next 10 years, like there's stuff probably that we don't, aren't even thinking about in NFL coverage that is going to be coming up in the next decade or so, uh, that we'll look back like, man, can you believe that? Yeah, exactly. Because the one the thing I look at it too is, and I love the fact that they're doing both because you're catering to both audiences because you yes. have the you have the older crowd who streaming is not exactly a first thing for them. It's very difficult for them to figure out. But then there's people like the younger generation, like uh, millennials, Gen Z, all those kids like my age, your age, even who we like all throughout the last year. Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, for you and I, Crave, uh, There's all, and also do all the networks. It's not just those networks. Like ESPN's getting involved in it. Fox, NBC, CBS, like they're all utilizing it, and it's only going to help reach the game to more audiences and also more ways to watch, whether it be on your phone, your tablet, or even your uh, gaming console. Yeah, uh, and, and that's the gaming console as well, right? With, uh, with that, that type of extra... Um, that's where the NFL is really smart because why not try to please everybody? Why not give everybody? And, and it makes total sense. The networks, think about all this with Netflix and everything. Why do you need network television? Why sports? Right? And even that's starting to go away with the streaming stuff we just talked about. So for the networks, they're going to pay up. Because that's what drives. Everything else is on demand. And, and a lot of it, you don't need the network television anymore. But live sports, you do. And that's going to be there for the next while. It might get smaller and smaller over the years, but it's still going to be a big part of it. So if you're the NFL, why not cater to all the audiences? And then all that means for them 
is you have more eyes being able to watch you from anywhere. There's really now, with this deal, not a place, a situation, a device, or a location that you cannot watch the National Football League, and that's that's crazy. Well, 100%. And speaking of the National Football League and free agency in the draft, I we obviously have to talk about this, but how are we feeling as a Cleveland Browns fan right now, or how are you feeling as a Cleveland Browns fan, as a faithful of the dog pound? I am feeling really good. Uh, I think this front office is just with it, led by Andrew Barry, the GM and coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. Thank you. Uh, I just think they are they're doing such a good job and are being so meticulous and smart signings. You get John Johnson from the Rams, right? One of the best. Like Favre is one of the the, the smartest players in, in the secondary in the NFL. You bring him in. Then you get Troy Hill, who's a, a, a Cleveland native or Ohio native. You bring him in as that slot corner who can also pop to the outside. So you get two of the L.A. Ram pieces that were part of one of the best pass defenses in the league last year. You get both those guys over. So you got that. Then you got uh, Tarek McKinley, who, as a compliment to Miles Garrett, is sort of what I feel Adrian Claiborne was last year for the Browns. And he didn't really do do much one-year prove-it deal. Guy with a lot of upside. If it doesn't work out, you're not locked in long-term. But the, you know the guy's going to be motivated. One-year deal. Especially uh, these players this year who are on one-year deals. How motivated are they? Because that TV money is now in, or it's coming in, and you're going to be able to make bank if you perform. So for McKinley, 25 years old, former first-round pick. Can he turn it around? Maybe. He's going to be motivated. The upside's there. I would still hope the Browns do draft a pass rusher for sure. Just sort of balance that out a little bit. And they still need some more cornerback depth. And probably a linebacker as well. Um, I would expect this draft for them to be very defensive heavy because the offense pretty much set outside of maybe a depth tackle. You're, you're really good. So when I look at this team with the Browns and how Baker Mayfield from, oh, what was it, I believe, week eight through the second game in the playoff after they beat the Steelers to the Kansas City game, had a 15-2 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. So what does that tell me? New offense, was learning it, figured it out, 15-2 to over that stretch? Let's go. Let's go. Like, for next year, you get a full camp, and there's no reason that the Browns not just should compete for the division title, but... Be, be right in there, and it should be no surprise if they win it. Exactly. I feel like this, this based, for lack of a better term, this isn't your father's Cleveland Browns anymore. This is a Cleveland Browns team that, hey, it's not, oh, hey, we're going to go in there and it's guaranteed win. This is a Cleveland Browns team that I think week in, week out is going to compete. I think this is a team that you're going to see on primetime more often. Like, obviously, they were thrown in in 2019 when there was the hype there, but it kind of fizzled out quickly. But, like, last year they proved a lot of doubters wrong because, like, no one expected them to do anything, and they did. Yeah, 11-5. and five. All the odds stacked against them, like in previous years. And, you know, built-in excuse for Browns fans. Of course, we're used to that. Oh, well, this didn't work. Maybe next year. Well, there's no next year. It was this year. Ex- and, it was, and you were you were a fourth-and-one scramble away Ex- from, going, from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. And going, and going to the AFC Championship game, which uh-huh. I would be for the first time since... Probably the Elway games back in the uh, mid to late. I think that was 1986. Yeah. I think the last AFC Championship game they were 
in I want to say ninety. They had th- there were three in a row. Might might have been eighty nine, but it was like 87, 88, 89. There might have been a ninety one or, or maybe maybe not. But like the the late eighties. Um, and I'll tell you from the Cleveland friends I have who were uh, you know going to games back then. They said, Andy, it's nothing like it. They said when this team is good, and you're in this city, nothing is like it. And that's why I just want you know. Get, Whatever vaccine, at the end of my arm, I, I want to get back down there. I just, I just hope they, uh, they can live up to the hype, not get full of themselves, which I don't think they are built that way. Like in the um, Freddie Kitchens year, much different mindset, and uh, they're going to have an opportunity. Ravens still very tough. Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger back. They're on the decline, but they're built around to never be an easy out. And for the Bengals, who knows when Joe Burrow gets back? They're adding some nice pieces too. Exactly, but the only big difference between you and Cleveland right now is that your star receiver is not getting into bar fights in California. Um, <laughs> That's right. But yeah, OBJ is uh, what well, rehabbing his, his knee, uh, uh, and, and so it's drama. I'm not going to word here. Drama free, and that again is something where winning teams are able to really sort of harness that because everyone is focused. Like we're close. These free agents come here. John Johnson said he turned down more money. Usually Cleveland was the place where guys would, like Willie McGinnis back in the day would come and be like, ah, I'm going to cash a check. You, know, you, you used to go to the Browns to, to, to cash out and not try. Now players taking less money to come here because they think they can win. That's when you know you're on the cusp of something special. So it's, uh, I can't wait for the draft. and I, I don't want to wish the summer away. It's a cold winter. I don't want to wish the summer away. But, man, let's go for the season. I don't know, that's the thing. I re- like, when I was a kid, you always hate September because it's, like, all back to school now. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, screw that. It's back to football season. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, a question I wanted to ask you, because this is right up your alley. Um, I see a lot of people already talking about fantasy football and what impacts free agents could have on it. Why, right now, is it so important to look at the potential outlooks for free, uh, for, for whether it comes to free agency and fantasy football when drafts are still five and a half months away? And I only say that because you're a psychopath if you draft before... August, and if you draft before August 25th, uh, it's a big no for me. It's on, yeah. If you draft before, now in, in traditional times, if you draft before the third preseason game, you're nuts. And then I don't want to hear any complaints about injuries because that's on you, right? So I, I'm totally with you. You wait until that, that fourth preseason game at the earliest before you do that. Uh, and it's a great question. Actually, I got an article up on sportsnet.ca right now titled Fantasy Follow-Up from NFL Free Agency. Link's on uh, my Twitter also at AndyMC81. And you want to be tracking these moves and the fantasy football relevance because at times that can point you in the direction or guide you as to what certain teams might do or not do during the draft. So, for example, Las Vegas Raiders. you got Josh Jacobs. They bring in Kenyon Drake. I can be pretty confident that they're not going to be taking a running back of any note. Okay, so that's that's something. If I'm doing, if I'm if I'm looking or thinking ahead, fantasy. Okay, they already got the split. That move made me so mad, by the way. Oh man, you take yeah. away true RB one, Josh Jacobs, muddle it up with Kenyon Drake. What am I doing now? Now I got two RB twos. And already I have to get bell cows. That was Josh Jacobs. Now I got Drake and Jacobs there. And so Lynn at, at situations like that, that's where it's like, okay, now I got to start to think if I'm playing ahead for my fantasy football team. I know this happened in Vegas. Josh Jacobs, I gotta get him out of my RB one conversation. 
So who's coming out in the draft? Who needs a running back? Who might take one? What does that mean? So it's all all part of that process that you then put together fully after after the draft and then sort of creep your way towards the uh, the preseason. Yeah, because like I always wonder that because I, I see guys tweeting about it and just stuff like that. So it just it was something that always piqued my curiosity because usually I'm the kind of guy where like I'll look at it later on, but like that whole explanation kind of opens my eyes to it where it's like okay. If Travis Etienne goes to here, how can he impact this team, not only from an on-field perspective, from a fantasy perspective? And the same thing with, like, Najee Harris, for example. So, it's a really good way to uh, look at things. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to get to you about as well was I actually had a, fan, uh, a listener to the show tweet me the other day asking me, and because he, he, this was asked for my Monday podcast and then for today, but if you could interview any sports personality, who would it be? Ooh, boy. Now, this is an interesting question because part of me wants to say, like, if you if you interview, let's say, a hero of yours or something, and they turn out to be a jerk, it just it'll it'll kill you, right? It just it it's just so it would be so disheartening. So I take that into mind, and I'd have to say I would want Hulk Hogan. I want the Hulkster, big time. I want, Hulk, I want Hulk Hogan. I got to meet him once in 2002 at a book signing in Toronto for like, you know, like two minutes. Yeah. Like, thank you, brother. You know, signing the book, whatever. Um, but to get to interview, like have a proper, sit, like like lengthy, you know, talk about, about the career would just be awesome. I, I'm just afraid I would just be, be too, too fanboy. Like I'm, I'm a original Hulkamaniac, man. I'll tell you, that's, that would be the only... The only uh, people I've ever gotten starstruck around interviewing were wrestlers. Funny enough, um, I've interviewed a whole you know different sports all over the place. Great people and all that, and very thankful to be able to do it and and uh, a lot of fun doing it. But when the wrestlers come, that's where I'm like, okay, Andy, keep it together. Like I interviewed Stone Cold Steve Austin on the red carpet. When he had his movie, the, um, oh, what was it back in? The Condemned. Condemned, yes. I want to see that. Netflix should get that. I don't know if Netflix has it. That was a decent movie. But red carpet. And I was writing for Slam Wrestling at the time. And he came right up there. And Stone Cold was a foot and a half away from me. And I'm just like, holy crap. And it was, I interviewed him uh, a, a year after that. Kevin Nash uh, in person, just a giant. And those were the ones I was like, oh, man. I really had to focus on not just staring or just like giggling uh, like that. So I, I would say if I had a chance to do one, it would be Hulk Hogan. Meet one, meet one, interview one, be Hulk Hogan. I, I love the answer just because of obviously this podcast has fo- obviously mainly football roots, but then we also do talk a little bit of wrestling because Andy and I are both are wrestling fans. So it's just yes. tying into <laughs> the best of both worlds. And I get the same way too. Like I got to meet Stone Cold in New Orleans during WrestleMania 34 weekend uh, th- three years ago now. And I remember as I got closer to him, it's just like that, oh shit, it's really him uh, factor gets over you where you realize who truly is standing in front of you. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's cool. You got, was he nice? He was really nice to me. I got the, I threw up the bird with him and just smiled yeah. at the camera and I just basically said that was the happiest I've ever been to throw that one finger up in the air. <laughs> I love it. It's funny, right? Because... Like, athletes certainly have, and, and listen, a, sec, a close second would be Baker Mayfield. I would do Baker. I want to interview Baker for sure. But again, it's it's a case where, oh, what if you interview them and they're a jerk? Oh, you don't want that. 
right? That's always sort of the, the nerves. Like you, you want that, you want it to be a great experience. Um, but yeah, the, the wrestlers, maybe it just goes back to something where it's it's a bit of your your childhood, sort of that that mystique, that superhero appeal, where sports provides it to a point, but but the wrestling angle really really is something different. It's, a, it's live action movie stars sort of doing stuff, and, and then if you meet them, it's just, I don't know, you, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's just that different feel from it that when you meet them, it's like, wow. This is compared to if you're meeting um, a hockey player or something like that, which is, again, great, but just, I don't know, to me anyway, not just, just the same, the different type of, of angle from Like Diamond Dallas Page, I've interviewed him about four times. He's amazing. That's super cool. And after the, the, the first time I interviewed him, he's like, Andy, brother, here's my cell phone. Let's continue the chat. I'm like, absolutely, I will. <laughs> Inside, you're just like, holy shit, that just happened. Yes, yes. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just sort of the mystique of wrestling. Or we're, you know, old school wrestling nerds or whatever you want to call it. But, heck, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun interviewing those type of guys. It's all good. It's all good. Um, well, anyway, guys, we're just going to do a short podcast here today because Andy's a very busy man. But before we go, <laughs> Andy's got a couple of words he wants to say. And he also wants to tell you where you, he can, uh, where you guys can find him on social media. So, Andy... You do you, man. Tell the people, where can they find Andy McNamara all over social media? Oh, well, uh, thank you very much. First of all, on Twitter, at AndyMC81, Instagram, at AndyMCSports. Those are the two main spots where you get fantasy football, fantasy baseball. Listen, fantasy baseball draft coming up real quick because the season is going to start. So I got whole rankings coming up, um, articles on sportsnet.ca as well. And also, if you guys are looking to play, maybe like, I don't know about you, but it's like, Fantasy baseball, I got two drafts. But a lot of people say, uh, fantasy baseball, the season, it's so long, I lose interest. So I'm pushing people to play DFS contests on DraftKings for Major League Baseball. That, especially at the start of the year and as it goes on, you can pop in and out and have some fun with it and do daily matchups and you don't have to be in the grind of like, oh, I didn't set my shortstop, but, uh, you know, and it's just it's just such a grind. Um, fantasy baseball, then for March Madness too, like my brackets are busted. They're gone. Same. It's all over. You know, um, I'm not an expert in March Madness at all, but that was proven <laughs> with that. So what I've been doing again is going to DraftKings and playing March Madness. And you also have on the DraftKings Sportsbook, they have free pools. So even in Canada, we can play at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And you can have, it's called the second chance bracket, which is kind of cool. And you can sort of make your, your bracket go from where things are now and forward. So there's like, Daily fantasy. There's the sports book stuff. So it's there's a lot going on with uh, with DraftKings to help sort of with the the baseball and the March Madness. So that's uh, that's all up there. I encourage people to check that out. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna de- I'm definitely gonna have to look into that because my I still have my champion in the tournament for March Madness, but my bracket one side of my Final Four completely busted. I had Illinois going up against Ohio State that unfortunately fizzled out last weekend. It's yeah, yeah, but I still I you're, you I I know you're an Ohio guy, but I do have Michigan Wolverines winning the tournament still. So same. Oh, I got Gonzaga, but that's just based on not not very much. Same. I I did Michigan <laughs> just because like there was like I've heard good about the program and stuff all year, and I was like, you know what, close to home. I'm like, yeah, why not? I also have Gonzaga making it far because obviously they have a lot of Canadians involved. I don't even where is Gonzaga anyway? Is it? Uh, where's it? Do we know? I think I it's know. out out in Seattle area. Is it? Yes. Okay. So you don't take my advice on March Madness, folks. It's all good. But for, <laughs> but for fantasy sports and the NFL and the Cleveland Browns, Andy is your guy. Yes. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Andy, Andy, anyway, it was having a blast getting to talk to you once again. I'll have to do it real soon. Uh, enjoy the draft. We'll be in uh, contact, and uh, hopefully you're just more and more excited, and hopefully you get va- hopefully we get vaccinated soon so you and I both can make trips down south to go watch football. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to hear your, your mock draft, too. I'm going to check that out when, I, when it comes out. Love to hear it. I'll be sure to let you know. Thank you very much for coming on once again, guys. And thank you for enjoying Episode 77 of YWC Football Talk. I'll be back next week for more podcasts leading up to the draft. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.